Welcome to the Diverse Minds Podcast, where we give you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to be a mentally healthy and inclusive leader. Each week, you'll hear about a variety of topics linked to mental health, well-being, and diversity that will enhance both your professional practice and personal well-being. Welcome to the 122nd episode of the Diverse Minds Podcast. And on today's episode, I'm going to be giving you a roundup for 2021, how it was for me and the reflections from the year. The end of the Gregorian calendar is often a time for the West for reflection for many people. It's an opportunity to look back, to see what we've achieved, what's happened and set the tone for the year ahead. I think it's a useful exercise to remember and celebrate all you've achieved, what you've gotten through and consider what you want to build on. This is my fourth full year of business. I can't quite believe it, which has been great, but it's been a really tough year for me personally. At the start of the year, as you will see on LinkedIn and many other social media platforms, people often set a word to set the tone for the year ahead. And I prefer this to setting New Year's resolutions. I find them quite burdensome, but I think a word we can come back to, we can ground ourselves in that. And for this year, my word was gratitude. And in hindsight, I really think it was probably the best word I could have set for a super tough year. And I had a lot of gratitude going forward because touch wood, no one in my family was sick from COVID. Um, people got through it, even though mental health was pushed to a limit, uh, but people got through it somehow. And I don't know about you, but I found 2021 much harder than 2020. And it had been particularly challenging because rarely did a week go by where I didn't hear about someone receiving a cancer diagnosis, um, childhood and teenage friends receiving cancer diagnosis, people passing away unexpectedly, multiple challenges that people were facing with their children, their homes being flooded, the global news about Afghanistan, poverty, climate catastrophes. It really was quite bad. Plus, I was quite unwell um, for most of the year with a long-term skin infection that potentially needed surgery, and it went on and on and on. But I was really grateful for the amazing care I received from my GPs, who were excellent. I was lucky in a pandemic. I got referral. I had an MRI. It was pushed through as an emergency. I had a surgeon in training who got to see me and a consultant surgeon see me. And I was also able to do a lot of my own regimes to support this. And I was really, really lucky with the time that I didn't actually wait that long. I was given the all clear in July, but sadly not quite clear at the time of recording this, unfortunately. It looks like it's come back, but at least I know what to do. And yeah, but it, you know, it's devastating and I'm not the only one in that situation. So I can only imagine what it feels like to have um, a diagnosis, a cancer diagnosis or another kind of diagnosis, whether it's renal failure, people have to have dialysis. It's really, really tough. And I also think it's really important for us all to recognize that we've gotten through this year in the best way that we can and that we have done. And the figures around COVID and long COVID and people losing lost ones has continued to grow, colleagues, friends, and people that they know, people that have positively impacted our lives and we haven't been able to see them maybe in a long time. And it's been really heartbreaking. So I think being grateful for those tiny things and taking it a day at a time from someone pre-pandemic who was a super planner has been a really big achievement for me. So I like to do a roundup at the end of the year because I like to share my learning points with you as listeners and see if any of them resonate with you. 
for you to think about all the things that you've done, achieved, learned, and make more of the opportunities you may have. And also ask for help if you don't feel you have those opportunities. We talk about this a lot in the show, don't we? And I often say it's easier to suffer in silence. And uh, it is. Uh, But I hope this will maybe... If, if that's you, if you're listening to this and you think that that's you, do check out my episode with the wonderful Dipti Tate where we talk about turning your grief into fuel. And we talk a lot about suffering in silence. And if you don't feel you can talk, the other sources of support that you can go to. So as always, I hope you're enjoying the content of this podcast. And if you want to keep up to date with my work, then why not join my bi-monthly newsletter where you will also receive a free copy of my ebook, The Mentally Healthy Leading Manager. The link is in the show notes, but just in case it is bit.ly forward slash M-H-L-M-E-B-K-L-N-K. Okay, so what is it that I've learned this year? What's actually happened? And I want to share with you, as I always do with these podcast episodes, going through each month of the year, uh, giving you an, an overview of what I did personally and professionally. Um, and I'm also throwing in this year a little lesson that I've learned from each month. So January actually started really well because I won Lindsay Ann Gold's Podcasting for Business Awards. I won the Best Diversity and Inclusion Podcast. Couldn't believe it. It was really, really great for January, which is such a long and painful month often so it was really emotional and the episode that was recognized I think it's episode 42 race and genuine allyship where I talk about my lived experience of racism what I've experienced in the workplace what I've experienced growing up and the fact that I'm still on a journey and always learning I was also really lucky to move into an office which was great I mean the journey to kitting out the office wasn't always that easy because of supply issues. I spent many weekends making furniture. Um, Luckily, some wonderful friends stepped in to paint the space because the person I had booked cancelled on me with two hours to go. But anyway, looking at the plus side, really, really great. And it's two minutes walk from my home and I have a separate door. And if I need to use any facilities, I go home and it's really lucky. And the person who owns the office is really lovely. And it's great because There's no office politics, but I have people that I see and we check in with. So really, really great. And social media stats at the beginning of the year. So LinkedIn was 4,022 connections, Twitter 1,501, Facebook like on my Facebook Diverse Minds page was 465 and Facebook follows was 492 and my email list was 954. Okay. Um, So my lesson there for January is to put yourself forward for stuff. So winning the award, really exciting. I didn't think I'd do it. I just thought, okay, I'll throw it in. Why not? And really, really positive. Then February, I read the book Atomic Habits. And this might seem like quite a small thing. And I think this book is fantastic. And I nearly did a podcast episode reviewing it, but so many people have read it. And what I really liked about the book was that it was very straightforward. It wasn't telling you which habits to cultivate, but it was saying if there are things you want to cultivate, there are things you can do in the environment and ways of doing things that will make it easier to do. So one of the things was to do a bit of I've got a brilliant subscription to Movement for Modern Life great yoga platform and doing that each day which really helped with the recovery from feeling sick and mental health was really improved and the other thing I did was working much less at weekends so that was a constant theme that I'd written down each month I want to work less at weekends And I did actually manage that. And one of the things I found really useful is logging my hours every day and looking at my hourly, not necessarily productivity, is just simply hours. It's like a timesheet, but it's helpful to see where I might be spending time or putting my time and 
thus reducing my working hours at the weekend. So my lesson from February is we can make time and space for things that benefit us. We might have to reconvene, we might have to to recalibrate, and we might have to look at where our time's going, but it is possible. So then March, I was accepted for Santander's Women in Business Leadership Mentoring Scheme as a mentee. Um, So there were only 80 people selected out of thousands of applicants. And Lynn Marlowe, who is an American woman who uh, works in finance, she spent 20 years at Bank of New York Mellon, and she was my mentor. So it's really interesting having someone from a completely different sector in the financial world, really kind, really open-hearted, and we are connected on LinkedIn. And I'm also going to tag her in because she has been such a lovely champion and been able to share things with me that have really supported me. Um, I, we did a little website relaunch and refresh, and that's my wonderful uh, website designer, Kieran Davison from Davison and Brain. So if you would like a website and you're thinking about having a website, I would highly recommend her. She is fantastic. So we work together on a website, really website relaunch. There's some tweaks, um, making changes. And then, you know, my lesson here was to throw your hat in the ring. Why not try new things, try new ways of doing things? Maybe if you're feeling a bit stuck, maybe mentorship's not the right answer for you, but why not? You know, there's no harm. And if it doesn't work, you can always go back or do things differently. So those are the the, the lessons there. And then April, we had, I think for the first time, I would love to have done it face to face, but my kind of broader team, if you like, people that support me, we had an away day. So it was, many of you all know Zave Ume, who I mentioned quite a lot, who helps me with the podcast. Um, Kieran, who I've just mentioned with the website, the wonderful Ivo Pingue, who supports me, is my accountant. Um, and Susie Sanders from Alchemy VA, we met together online. We talked about strategy, the direction and what was happening. And it was really wonderful for everyone to connect with each other because I think some of them knew each other. Some of them have heard each other's names. I started a creative writing class that was actually really lucky. It was free through the local area. And that was with Masuda Snaith. And if you want to know more about her, she is a published author. Uh, She was on one of my first podcast episodes for South Asian History Month about writing. So check that out if you want to know more about her work. And also reconnecting with traditional Egyptian dance with the wonderful Rachel Borek and being booked up until August. So I had to shut the books a bit because of the work that was coming in. So really fortunate problem. I think when you're feeling not 100% though, and you're trying to do lots of things, as great as it is to be booked up. And I I am super, super grateful compared to the situation I was in. If you listen to last year's podcast in April and May, but it is about you know pacing yourself. So my lesson there is reconnect from April with what brings you joy and think about doing things in a different way. Then May, you know, I took a break and something I've been quite clear about this year is to try and really build in breaks. And I also started to see more people and go for walks in the sunshine and collecting my group of associates together and creating an associate handbook with the wonderful Vanda Verma who helped me do it. And my lesson there is that things happen in good time. Often we want to run and I'm so guilty of this where I just want to get things done and I want to get things done really quickly. And it took a lot of time, but we got there in the end and things happened when they need to happen. June, my associates started delivering work. And if you want to know more about associates, they are on the Diverse Minds webpage um, and you will see a list of them and you can read a little profile. I did many interviews with them to to learn more about them. Went on a super, super long walk and after not feeling well for a long time, you know, a 13 mile walk was a massive deal. So that made me really, really happy. And it was the midpoint check-in for a long-term project with advertising agency, JKR. And that was a really exciting big project that lasted from February, 2020. 2021 till November 2021. And 
I also met the dancer John Z D, uh, who you might know. So that was really lovely. And watching live dance in a square that I hadn't done for a long time. And I love going to the theatre. I love watching performances. So to not have that in my life has been an interesting challenge. So the lesson there was really about the feeling of joy of things that we may have once taken for granted and being able to do those things and really relishing the things that we can do. July was all about media coverage. So something that I've been talking about for a long time and one of my wonderful associates and you will also can hear her on the podcast, Soma Ghosh, uh, who is the career happiness mentor. She has been so kind and giving me her time and saying, Leila, you need to get some media coverage and here's the things that have worked for me. And she created a briefing sheet for me because she's such a kind, lovely person. So do go check out her podcast episode with me, but please do check out her website. I know a lot of listeners, you know, you are focused on on your career and progressing and thinking about your hurdles and that is exactly what she does so I wanted to absolutely give her a big up but yeah so media coverage I was featured in the independent giving a quote about taking days off for your mental health following Simone Biles and what she had publicly come out with during the Olympics beautiful mind talking about neurodivergence and the mic sharing a personal story although I'm not named in it around um, racism that we might encounter with families and I also had bookings for keynotes for South Asian Heritage Month to share my story and talk about why South Asian Heritage Month is really really important and what we can do and it was great to be able to share my perspective on colonialism and how it was occupation so the lesson there is people want to hear you and your voice and your perspectives. So if this is something you've been thinking about and it is scary and we think people are going to hate it or they're going to send us horrible things. Now, of course, I'm not trying to be unrealistic, but there is a chance that that could happen. But the most likely scenario is that people learn something and they do want to hear your voice. And then in August, it was the podcast, the Diverse Minds podcast, second birthday. So we celebrated episode 104, which is great. And if you want to know more about the podcast and the statistics, it's all in episode 104. I was also featured in Stylist talking about my mental well-being and how I manage the business um, and Metro talking about giving some quotes on tone policing. So you can check those out if you want to. I actually went to a live 40th birthday party, even though I spent most of the time outside and saw old friends, some friends I hadn't seen for 10, 11 years. And that was completely amazing um, because uh, many of you all know I talk about this. I am an extreme extrovert, but I have to say the last nearly two years have sucked a lot of that out of me. So to kind of have a bit of joie de vivre back again was fantastic. So the lesson there was about connection. Now, it's not always safe to meet people face to face and as this episode is going out, I know that the cases are increasing and increasing, but thinking about what does connection look like for you, I realize it's not always ideal to speak to people on a video call or phone call, but I think something is better than nothing. And what does that connection look like for you? Okay. And then September. So had a first holiday staying away from home in nearly two years. Um, it was a blissful week in Southwest Scotland, uh, semi-remote, uh, lots of walking, but lots of space, you know, lots of social distancing in Scotland, still had mandatory mask wearing. So I felt very safe going into galleries and restarting learning Hindi. So many of you know, I've been, uh, it's been on my bucket list actually since 2004, but learning Hindi, it's just deeply frustrating not being able to speak it fluently or write it or read it. I have to say my writing and reading aren't great, but um, my speaking and listening 
probably my strongest skill in Hindi. And, you know, big up to my teacher, Sabrina Osborne, who is fantastic. And my lesson there is about mindfulness. So how we can not just about learning new things, but how we can be really mindful in the process of learning and not to be frustrated around how how long things take. You know, and on that week in Southwest Scotland, I'm used to doing, well, I was used to doing far sort of more longer and strenuous walks. So it was a bit of getting back into it um, and acknowledging that um, it takes time often to get back into things that you used to do. Then October, you know, uh, one of my favourite times of the year because it's Black History Month. So the events being attending exhibitions, uh, reconnecting with the wonderful Paulette Brooks and do check out her episode about Black History Month and why it's so important. I also went to an exhibition about Indian rebels, particularly, it's you know, Bengali painters and artists, which was fascinating on so many levels and seeing beautiful things, being in a gallery space. And I had the opportunity to work with new and very interesting, very niche charities on new challenges and their supporting them with their equality, diversity and inclusion practices. So my lesson there was to, you know, always learning, always be learning, always on a journey. And often when I do anti-racist training, people come across as knowing everything. Um, And these don't tend to be global majority people. So these tend to be white majority delegates. And I hand on heart wish I could say I knew everything, but I really don't. You know, I didn't know anything about these these painters that were known as Indian, primarily Bengali rebels and the history of what they went through and the kind of history of the two different schools of art and how one was very influenced by a Eurocentric perspective and how that was seen as fine art and how traditional folk Bengali art was cast away to one side so we can never know it all and I think that that's that's the thing we need to always go into things thinking I will learn something from this then in November I attended the active bystander training with communities inc and do check out a podcast episode with Shamsha Chohan where we talk about apathy and being an active bystander and what you can do so that training was lovely and it was really great to go on training with local community representatives and people and seeing things from a different perspective because I think I work with workplaces all the time to have that opportunity to really get a perspective once again because I'm quite far removed now from community work which I did used to do as a student and realizing what people have to deal with how they manage things the resources really different from from workplace and, and that was very useful to me and then coaching classes So I had a number of new coaching clients that came in and being approached. And the lesson there is about putting the continuing professional development and learning into practice. Um, So having a coach myself, having been, you know, being able to talk about that in my own practice and using the continuing professional development to benefit people. And then December. So this month has really been about taking a step back and reevaluating, thinking about how I want to focus on key pieces of work ahead. But I'm booked up until March 2022. Well, actually, till May 2022. What are the projects that are important? Kind of tying up the loose ends, making sure that current clients feel supported. And just some stats for you then. LinkedIn is now at 4,633 connections. So that's gone up 611 this year. Twitter, 1,725. And so that's plus 224. Facebook likes and follows, not up very much. So likes, 478. So that's up 13 and follows at 520. So not up very much at all. And the email list is now at 1,195. So that's up 241. So I know that there'll be marketing gurus and people thinking that is those are terrible stats, but they're moving in the right direction. And also because most of my focus is on that delivery, you know, growing the email list, I, yes, it's great, 
but actually for me it's about delivering value and then in terms of podcast listeners I had the the roundup sent to me there's been a 158% increase in listeners so a huge thank you to you and across 43 episodes when the stats were sent to me I had created 1033 alongside my wonderful guests of course 1033 minutes of content and I was listened to in 44 countries so really chuffed with that and so thank you everyone for listening of course I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for listeners if no one listens so it's really lovely and of course and remember I do love hearing from you so you can always email me message me on social media and let me know what you think and so you know in, a, in interestingly I was reflecting on my other two roundup episodes that I'd done one for 2019 and one for 2020 and actually in my roundup for 2019 I said be grateful because you never know and you never know what's around the corner and you really don't. And what a year it has been. And I have to say, I do feel incredibly, incredibly lucky to be alive for so many reasons with the pandemic, with global events, you know, everything that's happening in the world. And, you know, this is something really difficult to say without bursting into tears. But um, if you do have a look at the associates page, you will see the wonderful Sandra Brown, who was an associate, but also a friend and a colleague that I'd known for 12 years. And within the higher education, equality, diversity and inclusion at an inclusion practitioner community. She was someone that was so well respected that no one had a single bad word to say about her because she was such a special and wonderful person. And I found out at the beginning of October that um, very tragically she'd passed away very suddenly. Her beautiful family, her one of her sons, Courtney, contacted me. And I remember, you know, I'm so grateful that they contacted me and the message she sent me was beautiful saying that she'd been enjoyed being a part of the business. And I'm really grateful that she was able to deliver something for me. I'm really grateful that she was in my life and she was actually often the only person that would turn up to my drop-ins. And isn't that interesting when we think something is frustrating, but actually it's for a reason. And the reason was that we had time together. We had at least an hour a month together to talk, especially when it was just her and myself. Her last job was the head of equality, diversity and inclusion at Clarion Housing. And of course, it's an absolute tragedy. She would have been 60 on the 1st of November 2021. She passed away before that. Um, I feel so grateful that her family contacted me and I was able to then contact other people in the sector. And we were all absolutely devastated. And her colleagues that really mattered to her at Queen Mary University, one of the institutions she'd worked at, held a memorial. So I was able to share that. And uh, I was able to also watch her funeral online. And again, I feel really privileged that I could do that. And um, when they went to her final resting place, I have never seen so many flowers. There were so many flowers that were sent for her. They couldn't fit them all on the grave. Now, of course, I'm not grateful that she's not with us anymore, but I'm deeply grateful that I knew her. I'm deeply grateful that she was in, in, in our lives. I'm deeply grateful that I was able to learn from her. And I'm deeply grateful to have seen and spoken to some of her lovely family. And I think when we think about legacies and what's important, I will always think about Sandra, about her speaking up. Um, she's written this open letter to Queen Mary's when she worked there about institutional racism. Um, and the link, I'll include the link on her page because there's a memorial page for her on the website. Um, and her kindness, what a legacy it is. If so, no one has anything negative to say about you because you were pure sunshine and your heart was really pure. 
So I didn't think it would be right to not mention her and not talk about her in this episode. And when we think we haven't spoken to someone in a long time, not that I'm telling anyone what to do, but do pick up that phone, do write that email, do write that card, because it's a cliched, but life is short and we really don't know. And I can't tell you how grateful I am to have had time over the last year with her in those one-to-one drop-ins that she would contact me, that she wanted to be an associate and that she wanted to work with me. And that is the thing that we can't control what happens, but we can be really grateful for the time we had. Um, I also know that's easier said than done. Um, it's a different relationship. I know if it's your partner or your, your parent, but she was a really important person to so many of us. So my tribute to her, wrapping up gratefulness and, you know, just a recap on the lessons from the last year around putting yourself forward for things, making the time and space for things that benefit benefit you that you know are going to be good for your mental well-being to throw your hat in the ring why not try new things reconnect with what brings you joy remember that things happen in good time remember the things that we may have once taken for granted and feeling the joy of those things people want to hear your voice and your perspective so don't be afraid to speak them out connecting with people in a way that works for you and remembering that we don't know because time is short mindfulness and really trying to be present in the moment I know that's easier said than done to always learn to put your learning into practice and use your continuing professional development and just being grateful on a day-to-day basis so what are the lessons that you've learned this year I would absolutely love to hear from you about what 2021 has taught you and here's to a really happy healthy and positive year for you in the year ahead And I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please write me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts from. And I will see you in the next episode. Have a great new year. And what word will you be choosing for 2022? Thanks for listening to the Diverse Minds podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you access your podcasts from. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Tune into next week's episode of the podcast, where I'll bring you more insights on mental health and inclusion. Bye for now.